is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. Here we go. Email us at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. Here we go. Your friends don't play fantasy? LOL. What a bunch of nerds. Let's go. Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Eve. Hey, what's up, everybody? Happy Friday. We got a big weekend of football coming up, both college and NFL. We're going to focus on fantasy today. Adam, Dave, and Jamie on your Friday morning Fantasy Football Today podcast. Got seven NFC home games to preview. Got a pretty brutal NFC home game to recap from last night. And we want to tell you about the ultimate football watching experience. That would be Xfinity X1. Very, very cool stuff. You can now get live CBS Sports Fantasy Football stats in the same place you watch your games. Never miss a moment, everybody. If you want to learn more about it, I'll tell you more later in the show, but you can also go to Xfinity.com slash sports. That's Xfinity.com slash sports. Hey, fellas, good morning. What up? Morning. Oh, big weekend. Big, fun weekend coming up. (laughs) It's a big one for fans of the U. There are three top ten college football matchups this week. That's pretty cool. So, um... But there's only one you really care about. There's only about. one I really care about. No, I mean, they're, they're all great. Then we have Ion Fantasy Football tomorrow night. Uh, we have Fantasy Football today on Monday through Friday at noon and of course Sunday at 11 a.m. Eastern to help you get your line upset. I'll tell you more about some other podcasts in a little bit. Um, but yeah, let's, uh, let's talk about Ezekiel Elliott. He's suspended again and we're pretty confident he's going to miss at least the next four games, right? He's definitely missing the next four games. Okay. Definitely missing the next four games, which would be uh, Atlanta, thank Sia- you. Uh, Philadelphia. Yeah, so I put the wrong Good schedule morning. in the notes. <laughs> it's Atlanta. It's Philadelphia. It's the Chargers on Thanksgiving. There it is. And then it's Washington the following Thursday. Three, The three-game homestand that the Cowboys have, they will be without Ezekiel Elliott. Uh-huh. And then if he misses the next, because it is a six-game suspension, if he misses the next two, it would be at the Giants and at Oakland. And then, in theory, he could come back for Week 16 against Seattle. Drop or hold Ezekiel Elliott? 100% hold. Unless you need the roster spot. But it would be dumb to drop him because someone in your league will give you something for him. It's not going to be a lot. Well, it might be. They'll give you something. There's a team that's clearly in first place. But the team that's clearly in first place might not have him back until Week 16. Right. Week 14 at the absolute earliest. You're not going to get a lot for him in trade. Yeah. All right. And then we got Alfred Morris going today. And the good news is I have the first pick of the No Touchdowns Club draft today, Dave. So How'd you get the first pick? Because you had it last week. And you didn't let me get out of Alex Collins last – of uh, you had Alex Collins, of Alfred Morris last week. And uh, when we found out during the show that Ezekiel Elliott was going to play, you wouldn't let me get out of it. So this is karma. I will be taking him later. In that draft. All right, so, uh, you know, how many Dallas Cowboys running backs, if you saw them on waivers, you can't get Alfred Morris. He's like 95% owned. But the other two, would you pick up Smith or McFadden? Smith, for sure. It looks like he's the guy behind Alfred Morris. There's even a Dallas Cowboys writer who predicted on Twitter that after the end of the six-game suspension, Smith will have more touches than Alfred Morris. Wow. I think I, they're both interesting players. The deep look that I took at Morris – showed me that he can definitely work zone running, power running, whatever the Cowboys want to do, he can do it. He also showed that he's a lot better at catching passes. That's going to be fun to watch. Now, Smith also looked good in the preseason, and, and there's certainly going to be opportunities for him. 
I love the idea of stashing him. He immediately has become one of my favorite stash players. I picked him up everywhere. Yeah. Rod Smith, you picked up everywhere. You're saying Hmm? Rod Smith, you picked up everywhere? Yeah, I think I got him in like, uh, probably 12 of 21 leagues. Okay. But you, of course, would rather have Alfred Morris. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Can't always get what we want, Adam. Interesting game this week with uh, the Falcons hosting the Cowboys. We will preview that. And if you want to hear more about the college football matchups or some NBA or NFL, non-fantasy, check out our podcast, cbssports.com slash podcast. I'm loving what we've got for you right now. We have really stepped up our game. I would say CBS Sports, we have the best hub of sports podcasts. We have the In This Corner podcast, which is wrestling, MMA, and boxing. We have the Flagrant 2 podcast, which is our brand new NBA podcast. It is awesome with some polished professionals on the air. We've got the Pick 6 podcast, which is talking NFL with the funniest guys at the company. Uh, we've got the 24-7 Sports College football podcast. So check it out at cbssports.com slash podcast. Last night, Seattle 22, Arizona 16. Was it a good play or a lucky? Was it an amazing play or a lucky play? Russell Wilson to Doug Baldwin. Lucky. Of course, lucky. Lucky. Okay, because everybody's, oh, you know what? Like, everybody, yeah, Wilson, Wilson's incredible, Wilson this way. And he is. I love Russell Wilson. He's great. He shouldn't have thrown that ball. Could have been intercepted. It, it looked like he was trying to throw it away. Yeah. Well, I don't know. You think so? Yes. Uh Doug Baldwin is the one who made the really good play there. Like, come on. Everybody's so love in love with Russell Wilson gets every uh, no I I do I like Wilson a lot I'm not hating on him that was a silly play uh, a lot of carnage in this game Richard Sherman tore his Achilles that that was sad to see and he's out for the season defensive tackle Jaron Reed he got hurt Frank Clark got hurt Sheldon Richardson that Sheldon Richardson and Frank Clark they appear to be fine Cam Chancellor left the field late in the game left tackle Dwayne Brown hurt his foot or maybe his ankle for Seattle C.J. Proceis hurt his ankle. For Arizona, Tyvon Branch, their safety, and their left tackle, D.J. Humphreys, both with serious-looking knee injuries. Humphreys may have torn his ACL. Um, the only good news is David Johnson is going to have his cast removed this week. And that's really the big fantasy news here. Uh, do you guys have any interest in, if you saw David Johnson on your waiver wire, would you pick him up? I want to hear the Cardinals say something about David Johnson coming back in two weeks. Deep no, no. I would absolutely add him. Uh, he's 73% on two weeks, Dave? I didn't hear that. He just, like, December. I guess that's not that far no, away. Thanksgiving right? is what the target was all along. But I if he they... can return it, we return by Thanksgiving. No, but it was, it was the coach that was who optimistic. said I, he doesn't think he's going to come back. And, you know, David Johnson thinks he's got a chance to come back. If I'm the Cardinals, I don't know why I put him back on the field. Yeah, well, it's, uh, it's only going to get tougher for Adrian Peterson without his left tackle. And he had a bad game. Let's talk about the game. Major takeaways. Yeah, yeah, it was such a long penalty play game. Um, yes. Major takeaways from this one. Jamie, why don't you start? Well, I I, I don't want to say Peterson was an easy guy to get away from, but that was – he looked worse than I thought was going to happen last night. He he was bad. I mean, you know, you, you, you can't look at him and say, tough matchup, he's going to have good success. Oh, and, yeah. And just short week, I mean – one point, one fantasy point. Yeah, I mean, he couldn't get out of the end zone on oh, that was a stupid play call uh, where he got the safety, um, the fumble on the first carry. You know, yeah. he's lucky that he got 21 carries. I think uh, uh, on the radio broadcast they said, or the TV broadcast, the local TV broadcast, 
No, it has to be the radio. Local, local, the Cardinals radio. Someone somewhere said something. Cardinals radio <laughs> broadcast said uh, he's the 18th player to get more than 20 carries and less than 30 yards. Oh, wow. And, and I don't is, know how much of it is on him because that offensive line stuck. Uh, he missed holes. He did. That's true. The, but he, the, but the, the offensive the new, line the couldn't camera, get the new, anything going. The new camera angle gives you all the yeah. opportunities you need to see what guys are missing. You're right. You're absolutely I right. I didn't think that he missed a lot of holes based on the new camera angle. I thought they closed very quickly. No. I thought that, the, the, there's that too, but there's also, he's, he's, he's going toward contact when there's room for him to maybe pick up a few more yards if he goes the other way. I agree with Jamie. But next week though, he's going to have a good opportunity because he's going to have lots of rest and bad opponent. In well, but, but I'm not, okay, you know what? Let's, let's see what they do against Todd Gurley. If they have a respectable, a respectable, Showing against Gurley. Houston, right now, they give up the second fewest fantasy points to running backs. So, I know you're, you know, you're kind of doubting them, and I get it, with Watt and, and, uh, and Merciless out. Um, makes sense. Cushing too? Yeah, so we'll see, but I, yeah, it was bad. I mean, one fantasy point. And yeah. five Thursday night games in a row. Mid, mid-season Thursday night games in a row for Seattle. Nobody's had more than 40 rushing yards against the Seahawks. It's incredible. It's they incredible. do a great job, and their linebackers really stepped up. If you had told me, I, I was the one most excited about Adrian Peterson coming into the game, and if you had told me he would have had 21 carries, mm-hmm. I would have said, for sure he'll get you at least eight fantasy points. Right. He well, couldn't do that. Dave, he could have had the touchdown at the end, but Andre Ellington got I know. The, that's, uh, that's the other frustrating part of it. And Thomas Rawls was not much better. No, they're terrible. He he had a 23-yard run. He finished with 27 yards on 10 carries. And it's another situation where I don't think the Seahawks trust anybody with their run game. They gave they could have given him carries at the end of the game to kill the clock. He was sharing with JD McKissick. Yeah. It's it's uh it's it's they're bad. A little scary. They're bad. I, I think McKissick is a good stash in deeper leagues, by the way. This is a great I night wonder for if the... they're starting to get him ready yeah. to have a little more work. It's a good point. And he is wide receiver. Eligible McKissick, and if he yes. starts getting double-digit carries, that would, or even eight, you know, that would be significant. Like Montgomery last year, not yeah, not to say he had that effect on Thursday too. Mm-hmm. What if he starts getting the Chris Thompson type of workload of twelve touches per game? So, uh, what do you guys think about Jimmy Graham? He had only twenty-seven yards, but he had nine targets. He caught two touchdowns. He was a beast in the end zone. Six touchdowns in his last five games, and a pretty solid schedule. Coming up for Jimmy Graham. He's playing well. I mean, look, Russell Wilson's playing great. And so, you know, when, when the outside guys can't really do much, and this was a game where the outside guys didn't do much, and Richardson and Lockett, you're going to see Baldwin, you're going to see, uh, you know, Graham have to make plays, and they did. Yeah, he does have Atlanta next week. They're very good. After that, it gets, it gets easier for Jimmy Graham. But you know what the deal is with Jimmy Graham? He's got a score for you. How many games can you count on him for? 80, 90 yards. No, never. I mean, tight ends can count that for 80, 90 yards. Not many. He's one of them that can't. Yeah, he can't. But I guess he could. <laughs> he I hasn't. Expect it. I, I mean, our, our, this was not an easy. Well, you know, let's be honest. Cardinals good against number ones with Patrick Peterson. Good against outside guys. But I know you guys didn't like Richardson and Lockett. But is it worth owning Richardson? He's eighty-seven percent owned. Lockett's 44% owned. I just feel like every single year we're like, oh, this number two wide receiver on Seattle, he might be good, and it never mm-hmm. is the case. No, they're just too inconsistent. They took advantage of the Texans game. Yeah. And I think I know I, I said it. I'm sure we probably all said the same thing. There, It was chasing points going after Richardson after that week to expect him to do that again. 
Yeah, sure. And the, and the game before, when against the Giants, it was the, the flea flicker touchdown where he may not even had the touchdown. <laughs> right, exactly. Okay, uh, you know, I think Jermaine Gresham will be somebody worth talking about on Tuesday's show. Stanton seems to like him. He could have had two touchdowns in this game. He dropped a second one, and then he came a yard short on the next play. He had seven targets, five catches, and a touchdown. He caught a touchdown in week nine. So maybe if you're desperate for a tight end, uh, not not saying it's going to be great, but they are at Houston next week, and we'll see. And Larry Fitzgerald, 10 catches, 113 yards. Good for him, man. Good for him. Uh, that's very encouraging for his owners. News and notes for you on this Friday afternoon or morning, whenever you're listening in the afternoon. The Patriots claim Martellus Bennett. Not a huge note, but they claim Martellus Bennett at Denver on Sunday night. That's a huge shock. Yeah, it makes sense. Do you think it makes any sense given how, you know, how thin tight end could be on waivers for the Rob Gronkowski owner to no. stash Martellus Bennett? No. I don't think I would do that. Chris there were Hogan. Games last year where Gronk didn't play and Bennett had one catch for eight yards. Chris Hogan did not practice. Yep. So Friday's a big day for him. And remember, this is a Patriots team that's coming off of a bye and he hasn't practiced at all. Yeah. So, uh, Amendola. Boost there for him. Burkhead boost. The Burkhead boost. The Burkhead boost. Okay. Um, who, uh, how about these wide receivers? Do you worry about any of these three missing the game, missing their games? Julio Jones, T.Y. Hilton, Des Bryant. Des says he's going to play. They need him. <laughs> <laughs> they do now. Uh, Julio's a big time risk. I, I, I might be nervous about him even if he does play. Really? Yeah. Uh, not me. He's out there. You're playing. Let's see. Let's see if he practices on Friday. All right. We'll have our mailbag show this afternoon. We should be able to help you. Oh, we're having Bryant McFadden, former Steelers cornerback, on. Ask him some football questions, some fantasy. He's got three fantasy leagues. He's a fantasy player. So nice. he's coming on the uh, the mailbag show with me and Jamie. And I'm going to try, if I have time, I'm not sure if I will, I'm going to try to create a game called Kane, Seminole, or Gator, where I give, because there will be one of each on the show. And we'll see if we can do some trivia out of it. That'll be fun for, for three people. Do you expect <laughs> Matt Forte at Tampa Bay? No. No? No. Oh, boy. He hasn't practiced at all this week. All right, we'll preview that game. Michael Thomas at Buffalo. Yes. yes. Jameson Crowder against Minnesota. No. Not as of now. Jordan Reed. Not as of now. Let's see what Friday brings. The no touchdowns club. That's what Friday brings, Dave. We suck okay. at this. <laughs> uh, it gets harder every week, although this week's easy. So last week, Dave took Alex Collins. I took Alfred Morris. Uh, I'm going to take Alfred Morris again. I have the first pick. That is a no-brainer. I will not be surprised by any breaking Zeke news. Dave, you've got Rod Smith or McFadden. You've got Kenyon Drake. You've got maybe Peyton Barber. Dwayne Washington could get a goal line carry. Marquise Goodwin. Terrence Williams, Adam Humphreys, TJ Jones, Curtis Samuel. Ooh, not as these, good as Alfred Morris. These are truly all the receivers that I have to pick from. I can't really think of anyone else that, that's worth, that's worth a look. Did I don't De think I want to pick any of these players. Did Deontay Thompson score a touchdown yet? Yes. Yes, last week. Yeah, that's right. So no, not him. You have to pick someone who's in your no touchdowns club. I don't want to pick from this list. I want to do more research and All right, fine. You, you have the come entire show. Else. You have the entire show. But you can't have Alfred Morris. All right, let's do some beat the waiver wire. This is actually going to be a pretty quick beat the waiver wire this week. Because, you know, you look at, like, Cleveland. 
they're playing Jacksonville. Everybody owns the Jaguars DST. The Bears, they're playing Detroit, and everybody is now owning the Detroit DST. Green Bay has Baltimore, um, and Green Bay, you know, and Baltimore is a pretty widely owned, but they are on their buy, so maybe people will drop the Baltimore DST. You could take a look at them. Uh, you know, Arizona faces Houston, and that would be a good DST to own, but they already played, and they did pretty well, actually. They had five sacks or something last night against Seattle. So, really, I think Jay Cutler, guys, might be the best beat-the-waiver-wire candidate. I don't, you know, you guys don't really like him this week. Um, but next week against Tampa Bay? Sure, he could bounce back. You could, also, you could also try and get way ahead of it at the quarterback spot if you want to get Jimmy Garoppolo or Teddy Bridgewater now, just in case those guys become starters. Certainly by week 12 for Garoppolo, and he may play this week. Uh, Kyle Shannon opened the door for him to maybe get some playing time. Who knows if he's a difference maker. And then you also have Bridgewater if Case Keenum struggles or potentially gets hurt. You know he's waiting in the wings. Yeah, I don't see great DSTs to pick up because the the good matchups are teams you know teams that already are widely owned. Like I said, Baltimore, Detroit, Jacksonville, Kansas City is going to be at the Giants next week. Um, I don't think there's any Giants wide receivers you want to stream against Kansas City. But Eli Manning, if you know, Dolphins DST in case Fitzpatrick's still a quarterback. These things. Yep, Dolphins DST at home against Tampa Bay. That's the makeup from the Week One game. Uh, no interest in Kobe Fleener against the Redskins, right? No. Uh, no, but the Bengals DST too. If Osweiler's still a quarterback, or maybe Paxton Lynch. All right, and maybe Tyler Croft. Denver's not great against tight ends. I think Croft is like yeah, but he's he's like own. at least last time I saw it was like seventy something. Right. Percent. Yeah. So all right, that's beat the waiver. Go get Devontae Booker. I don't know how many times I got to keep telling you to stash him on your team. Uh, Rod Smith again, pick him up now just in case he becomes prominent. Week third, week, excuse me, week 10. Yeah, good, good names. So, there you go everybody. You have no excuse to be behind in the waiver wire. Alright, we're getting to the games early today. And I will not pick Dallas as my bonanza this week. I won't do it. I've done it too many times, so we'll mix it up. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna make the decision on the fly. But let's start with Dallas Atlanta. One, one more guy, D.D. Westbrook too, just in case. Okay, yeah, D.D. Westbrook, uh, Jacksonville wide receiver. I hope he doesn't take away from Marquise Lee, by the way. Your stat of the game. A running back has scored double-digit fantasy points in standard scoring leagues against the Cowboys only once when Sean Lee has been healthy this year. I believe that is six of eight games. Only one time. Now you look at those six games. In four of them, you know, the Giants, they can't run the ball. Cardinals were before Peterson and after Johnson. Redskins and the Chiefs. The Chiefs, I mean, nine carries for Kareem Hunt. These teams did not run the ball much. But Devontae Freeman's been struggling. Tevin Coleman is tricky to trust. Cowboys' run defense has been solid with uh, Sean Lee. What do you think about the Falcons' running backs this week? Well, you're not benching Devontae Freeman. you got to have a real unique situation, you know, um, that you could, you know, like Orleans Darkwa and Alvin Kamara, you know, that type of situation. How about Alfred Morris? Uh, I'd still start Freeman over Morris just because of the uncertainty of how they could split the carries in Dallas, but you can make a strong case for it. Uh, look, I think this game kind of tilted a little bit with Elliott not expected to play, with Tyron Smith probably not going to play. You know, so Atlanta could have a lead in this game at home and have the opportunity to run the ball late. They haven't had that very often this year. Yeah. All right. Well, I, I mean, I believe in patterns, so I can already tell you what Devontae Freeman's going to do this week. He has scored in his last four weeks seven, six, five, and four fantasy points in standard scoring leagues. So 
So you're saying is that's going to continue, or he's going to break the pattern? Oh, he's going to have three. That, no, um, no. I mean, yeah, it's hard to get. It's hard to bench him. Dave, what do you think about uh, Freeman? I just he just has been bad for four straight games. It's really hard to get away from him. You'd have to be loaded at running back to do it. The thing that I hate is that they're not giving him a big workload anymore. I know, and yeah. Not, it, they're not tilting it toward Tevin Coleman. They're just not running the ball as much. Well, score has been a big part of that. And each of the last two games, Freeman has left. He left with a shoulder injury against the Jets. He left with, uh, I believe it was knee injury. That's what he's been dealing with this week, last week against Carolina. So who knows if he's just not right. Now, he practiced in full yesterday, so you have to assume that he's going to be fine. But... He's got to make it through the game. And again, they have to, you know, be able to lean on their ground game a little bit. So, um, it, it just, it's, it's not a situation where he's been the top five guy we hoped he would be. Okay. So his, uh, his backfield friend, Tevin Coleman, starter sit. I think he's risky. You know, the track record and you know what the ceiling is with him. It's like eight or nine fantasy points. He does tend to play a little bit better at home than he does on the road, but he's barely getting receptions, and he's not getting a lot of carries. He's behind Freeman, who's not getting a lot of carries. So I would try not to start him, but by default, he's a number two, a low-end, low-low-end number two running back this week. Yeah, I'm in a situation where I had Coleman essentially as my third running back behind Elliott and Carlos Hyde, so I'm forced to start him this week. I do have Rod Smith and McFadden, do not have Morris. Um, and while I'm thinking about that team, another guy to beat the waiver wire is uh, if Danny Woodhead's out there, you know, just in case he's back, go take a look at him next week. Um, but you just got to hope that he gets one of the, you know, splash plays that he's, you know, had over the last couple of years. And last week, you know, he scored a touchdown, just did get a lot of work with it. Okay. And another running back in this game, Alfred Morris. He's top 15 in standard. He's 18th for everybody in PPR. Okay. Why is he not an automatic start, Alfred Morris, against the Falcons? To me, it comes down to matchup, and I think Atlanta's decent against the run. They haven't allowed a lot of touchdowns to running backs on the season, about four yards per carry, and we know that Tyron Smith's not going to play at left tackle, or at least that's assumed. I shouldn't say we know it because we don't, but it's assumed at this point that he won't play. That downgrades an offensive line that hasn't been dominant. It's been good, and we haven't seen Morris in a long time get 15-plus carries in a game. No. What would you say he's going to get? How many touches? Oh, I think he can get you to 15 touches. Okay. If he gets you 15 touches, there's a very good track record for running backs against Atlanta. So, so far this season, nine running backs have had at least 13 total touches, and eight of them have either scored a touchdown or got 80 total yards. So I would say eight is about the number I'd be hoping for for Morris. With the, I shouldn't say eight would be the number I'd be expecting for Morris if he gets 15 carries in that neighborhood with the chance to score. So that could put him, you know, in the top 10. Uh, I have him ranked 14th. Um, so, you know, I, I think he's a, he's a borderline number one guy. So just depends on, on who you have. Like you said, Adam, you know, if you, if you want to start him over Freeman, I can certainly get, understand that. But the, the thing that concerns me more is not necessarily him having success. It's, is he going to get those 15 carries or, you know, 13 carries? Because it could be Smith, it could be McFadden, it could be, you know, more starts and, and because no Tyron Smith is there, they can't run the ball. And do they go to maybe somebody like Smith who could be a little bit more electric? You know, catching passes or McFadden certainly is a little bit better than than Morris in that role too. All right, Dak Prescott, guys. Uh, I know everybody's going to start him, but will he have the best game against the Falcons this year? Because they have faced Aaron Rodgers, they have faced Stafford, they have faced Brady, they have faced Cam Newton. None of them have scored more than 22 fantasy points in six point per passing touchdown leagues. 
And that, you know, maybe that means you want to get away from Dakin daily. I don't know. But do you think he gets to 22 or more, uh, which would be the best so far against Atlanta? And that's in six point per passing touchdown leagues. I moved him down to fifth in my quarterback rankings. It's the lowest I've had him over the last several weeks because I think he, he doesn't have, um, a great chance to get just 30 points in fantasy. Okay. I don't know if any quarterback will get that this week. It's a, it's oh, a I think tough, a few tough bonanza week. I tell you that. It's a, it's there, a, there's certainly a few who can, but I, I just don't know if there's going to be somebody you can necessarily say, I guarantee you this guy will. Cause no, Stafford's no got a great, great matchup, but they may, you know, pull back the reins after they're up late in the game. Uh, Jared Goff could be the same thing. You know, you know who else is a good matchup? Matt Ryan has a good matchup. He does. Matt Ryan has a good matchup, but will he take advantage of it? Yeah, he's, he's been playing a little better what lately. If Julio doesn't play or he's not right. Yeah, so are you nervous at all about starting Matt Ryan? It no. comes down to Julio. If Julio is limited or not on the field, yeah, I'd be nervous. Yeah. I really like Muhammad's new a lot in this game. Slot receivers had a lot of success, lot of success. Oh. Against the Cowboys. Dirty, alright. <laughs> uh, Muhammad Sanu or Alfred. type Al- of fantasy. Or Alfred Morris in PPR. Uh, I still go Morris just cause there's more upside with him, but, but I do, I do think Sanu is, uh, is in a good spot. Okay. Um, alright, so Julio, if he starts, you play him. Des Bryant, if he starts, you play him. If Des Bryant doesn't play, would you start Terrence Williams and or Cole Beasley? Williams be number three, is here. Okay. Yeah. And uh, which tight end do you like better? I wouldn't want Cole Beasley because I know that Poole is the cornerback for Atlanta. I believe he's healthy, and he's been good against slot receivers. And which tight end do you like better? Hooper. Hooper. You know, the one thing that could be interesting for Rod Smith is, or maybe McFadden, just because of how Alfred Morris' skill set is, is pass-catching running backs against Atlanta. Yeah. I'm telling you, Morris has made strides there. He certainly has, but he doesn't have the the pedigree catching the ball like the other two guys. And by the way, uh, he, we like Hooper better, maybe, but it, uh, but these guys are both sits if you can avoid Hooper and Witten. In fact, Atlanta very good against tight ends. Rob Gronkowski had five fantasy points against them, so it's not a good matchup for Jason Witten. Uh, Houston at the Rams in just a second, but this what are you going to be doing on Sunday, people? You're going to be watching football, right? We all watch football on Sundays, and we check our fantasy scores. So isn't it kind of annoying when you have to look down or miss some action to check some scores or check some stats? Do it all in the same place. Do it with Xfinity X1. Get live CBS Sports Fantasy Football stats in the same place you watch your games. Say goodbye to looking up your fantasy scores on your phone and missing a great moment on your TV. So with Xfinity X1, you can keep track of both on the same screen with your voice remote. You get a voice remote. You say fantasy football into the X1 voice remote. And right there on your screen, you get your fantasy football matchups. You get weekly projections. You get roster trends. Right on your TV. It's very cool. I've seen the product. I think every fantasy owner would really love it and appreciate it. It's cool looking. It's sharp. Xfinity X1 is the product. If you want to learn more about it, you go to Xfinity.com slash sports. Xfinity.com slash sports. We've got Houston at the Rams. I got a couple of stats of the day. Ooh, I love this stat of the day. I love it. DeAndre Hopkins. No wide receiver has had more than 57 yards or seven fantasy points in standard at the Rams. They've been a very different defense at home than on the road against wide receivers. At home, Colts, Redskins, Seahawks, Cardinals with Stanton, I think. 
None of them have had more than 57 yards or seven fantasy but points. That's a miserable team. group. It is. Doug, Doug Baldwin's not miserable. Oh, he's at Seattle. I'm sorry. T.Y. Hilton's the number three wide receiver in fantasy. Um, so there's that. You don't care, do you, with, with Hopkins? I mean, the only thing I really care about is Tom Savage getting him the ball. Okay. I like his hair. On the road, Garcon had 14 points. Des Bryant had nine. Um, Tavares King had nine and Sterling Shepard had seven. I'm not seeing anybody other than Garcon that had a, a big game, double digits. They have, they allow the fourth fewest fantasy points to wide receivers. They've only allowed four touchdowns to wide receivers. Am I missing one? I, you know what? Regardless, I, I don't think anybody's had a huge game, uh, except for Garcon. Which was wacky. Yeah, it was that weird Thursday night game. <clears throat> Fun game. Thursday night game. Just something was in the air. Dez almost had 100 yards against him. Yeah. All right. Well, anyway, Hopkins is top 10 for you guys, right? Yep. Yep. Probably not a good daily play, but everybody knows what his potential is, and they saw it last week with Macho Man Tom Savage. If it's going to be Tom Savage. You think they go to TJ Yates? I mean, look, they're giving first-team reps, so I imagine if Savage struggles that Bill O'Brien will have a quick trigger finger. Now, you might not want to play Hopkins in daily. Do you have any trepidation about Todd Gurley in daily against the team that allows the no. second-fewest? No? Okay. No. no. Yep. Just like, asking. Who, who have they faced since the, the injuries? Browns? They stink. Right? This is Houston you're talking about? Yeah. Seattle can't run the ball. They stink. Indianapolis. Indianapolis can't run the ball. They stink. Okay. No, no, I, I'm just sure. I'm just saying that's the that's the sample size since Watt and Merciless have gone down. You have to believe that Gurley's got two touchdown potential. Always, always. Uh, starter sit Lamar Miller, guys. Um, well, over under eight fantasy points in standard. Push. <laughs> it's gonna be right on there. <laughs> okay. So would you start Alf or, or Lamar Miller? Morris. Yeah. Yeah, okay, all right. But you'd start Miller over Tevin Coleman. Yes. Yes. Would you start? Lamar Miller is the safest number two running back you'll find. There's very little upside and probably very little downside. Would you start Lamar Miller or your favorite Rams wide receiver and who would that be? It would be, for me, it would be Watkins and I would start Watkins. I'd start Watkins if I thought I needed the big, big, big point potential because there's much more room for letdown. The floor is much higher for Lamar Miller. The ceiling is much higher for Sammy Watkins. Now, we know Houston can have some pretty bad games against wide receivers, so it looks good. But Watkins had two targets last week. He had one catch. You it was know, a pretty good catch. It was, but Cooper Cup has, you know, he usually gets you around 50 yards. He gets the end zone targets. Robert Woods had he five targets. He got one targets. last week and dropped it. He did. I know. He's a, he's a sleeper for me on Friday FFT video show, Cooper Cup, uh, 64% owned, Robert Woods, 64% owned, Sammy Watkins, 91% owned. Do fantasy owners have it right? Cause personally, I'd rather own the other guys than Watkins. Well, I, I, again, I think you're, you're, you're looking at it from what's the floor versus the ceiling. The floor play every week is going to be the other two guys because of what the targets have been. The ceiling play is what you saw last week. Yeah. Like Sammy Watkins touchdown is much more replicable than Robert Woods touchdown. Yes, I mean Woods is much more of a PPR guy, no question. Yes. So like I feel with Robert Woods, you're chasing points in standard scoring weeks because he just hasn't done that throughout his career. Sammy Watkins, we know if the targets can start to go up, he could be a superstar. 
There's just one other little thing that I want to put out there. The Texans have allowed six pass plays of 40 plus yards over the last two weeks. Yeah, no, this is a, this is a That's, Sammy Watkins game. Okay. You never see anything like that. It, it's it's certainly on the table, and and Jared Goff, you know, is is playing great. You know, it. Uh, I'm, I'm sure I ruined him, but um, <laughs> I make him start of the week. Yeah. Come on, give yourself some credit. There's a there's a there's such a high ceiling here for him. There's a high ceiling for for uh, for Watkins, and there's there's nice floor plays for the other two guys. It's just. Um, we just haven't seen all three play well in the same game. You know, even that Rams game, it was Woods and, and, uh, and Watkins. I'm sorry, the, the 49ers game, it was Woods and, and Watkins on, on Thursday night. Um, it seems as if when Cup plays well, he does it by himself. You know, it's not like we've seen Cup and one of the other two guys have good games. Right. Yeah. All right. So I actually, you know, I, I talk about the ownership percentage and say I'd have it the other way where I'd have the other guys over Watson, over Watkins, excuse me, but, Maybe, you know, maybe that would be start percentage. Maybe Watkins has for sure the most upside, and I understand why fantasy owners would, would own him, and you guys say start him this week. Like, I, you know, I know we, we don't like to tell people this, but, you know, if you, if you face Jimmy Graham, for example, and your team doesn't have a lot of potential star power or firepower for points, and you have Watkins, you were debating Watkins versus, uh, maybe Watkins versus Woods. In a standard league, I'd probably play Watkins there. Okay, guys, uh, moving on here. Jamie, just tell me the quarterbacks you would start over Jared Goff. I know you like him, and he's your start of the week. Um, Stafford and Ryan uh, Russell Wilson would play last night. That's it. Before we go to our next, oh, uh, any Rams tight end? Houston allows the six most fantasy points to tight ends. I wouldn't want to chase Sigby after his amazing <laughs> first touchdown of the year game last week. Mm-hmm. So now, start the Rams DST though. They're on fire. They're number one for Jamie, number two for Dave, number five for Heath. I'm not missing anybody in this game, am I? No, but CJ Fedora, if he does play, you know, that could be somebody, again, beat the waiver wire guy. If, uh, if he starts to develop a rapport with Savage, you saw Steven Anderson get going at the end of the game. So, my guess is what Savage, his progressions is Hopkins one, middle of the field two. You know, it's not like he's looking across the field. Jamie, I, did you say the quarterbacks you'd take over golf? Yes. You did? I'm sorry. Who was it? You just said it. Yeah, I missed it. My bad. I said the only two would be Stafford and Russell Wilson. I thought you said CJ Beathard. <laughs> That's what I thought. That's what I thought I heard too. Dave, who's your no touchdowns club? Let's go back to that. Who's your no touchdowns club pick? I'm going to go with Marquise Goodwin of the 49ers. Mm. I like Hopefully he it. can catch a long bomb against the Giants. Not the easiest matchup for him. Don't really love his, uh, quarterback situation, but what the hey. Minnesota is at Washington. Stat of the game. Washington allows the fifth fewest fantasy points to opposing wide receivers. They own outside receivers. Alshon Jeffrey combined eight points in in two games. Sammy Watkins, three points. Amari Cooper and Michael Crabtree combined for 13 yards. Des Bryant, three points. None of those guys had more than 40 yards against the Redskins. What do you think about Diggs and Thielen? This week. Love Thielen this week. Because he's a slot receiver? Yep. That's exactly why. He plays a lot more in the slot than Diggs. Maybe the Vikings make a philosophical change and they put Diggs in there too and they maybe split that role knowing that the outside corners play very well for Washington. But I, I definitely like Thielen there. Okay, this could be a little tough, but I think you guys are up for it. I'm going to give you five wide receivers. I want you to rank them slowly so everybody gets it. 
The two Vikings guys, the three Rams guys. The two Vikings guys. Watkins, Woods, Cup. I'm going Thielen, Watkins. I got a Thielen on Watkins. Then Diggs, then Woods, then Cup. All right. Like, like the red. How, how come you're confident in Diggs? It's top 20. I do think they'll move him around a little bit. It's not like he's only played outside. I mean, he has played snaps in the slot. And so I like just the target share that he's going to get. Okay. So again, I'll, I'll go back to the floor ceiling. Ceiling is higher for Watkins. So I go Thielen Watkins in terms of ceiling plays. Floor plays though, I think Diggs is a better floor than Watkins. His floor last week was pretty bad. Well, he didn't play last week, so yes, it was a zero. Who, Diggs? His last game, I mean. Yeah, that was a shake the rust off game. He hadn't played in a few weeks, wasn't even expected to play. Played against the Browns in London. So. How does one shake off rust? Oh, uh, you play. I thought it was knock the rust off. I've heard both. I've heard it. Name now, something you shake rust off of. Uh, uh Stefan Diggs. Now, if you um, need a quarterback, would you start Keenum or Cousins this week? Keenum. Cousins. We got to get away from Cousins, right? As far you away as try. possible. Today. Yeah. But yeah. The, uh, Keenum's in a in a much better place. Only uh, th- only well, no, that's last year. Only three quarterbacks scored more than 19 points against Minnesota last year. Cousins was actually one of them. The other two were Luck and Rodgers. And they've continued. They've picked up where they left off. They have a great pass defense. Uh, with that said, are we starting any any wide receivers for Washington? I wouldn't. No. No. That's easy. Now, what about the Redskins running backs, guys? Can we get a goal line touchdown from Rob Kelly? He's 63% owned. And then well, we'll get to Chris Thompson in a second. Let's talk about Rob Kelly. Any interest at all in Kelly this week? I think you can absolutely get one. I'm not going to predict one. It's possible. He had two last week, and then he had like 15 rush yards on top of it. So mm-hmm. if he doesn't score for you, it's really bad. You want to talk about floor and ceiling. His floor is like two fantasy points, and his ceiling is like eight fantasy points. It's not desirable. Yeah. It doesn't make me want to start him. I, I, Chris Thompson is the best Washington running back still. Now, Chris Thompson's only had two bad games this year in PPR, three in standard, but but the two bad games in PPR came against the Chiefs and the Seahawks. Those two teams allow the fewest receiving yards per game to running backs. Minnesota allows the sixth fewest. So they're up there, but they are, you know, I think they, they give up like 11 more yards, more receiving yards per game than Kansas City, about eight more than Seattle. I'd say there, there's, there's a gap between the two. What do you, but is it though a tough matchup for Thompson? Is it something we should be worried about? Start or sit Chris Thompson? I think you start him by default as a number two running back because you know what his potential is. And to me, matchup matters to a degree. It's really a lot more about how many touches he ends up getting. I don't love him in standard leagues at all, but you just, where'd you put him? Uh, near 20. Right. So there are so many crummy running backs this week. Yep. He's one of them. So I know but you like. He I does you, have a higher ceiling. You like Alfred Morris better in standard. Yes, Would you go yes, Alf? Yes. Oh, it, how about in PPR? Thompson or Alf? Mm, Thompson, Make the case for Thompson there. Thompson. I mean, PPR is fine. I mean, you know, that's that's I think where his his uh his value lies the most. I don't think that's saying very much. You know, it's the the hundred yard games and and the touchdowns were never going to be sustainable for him. Yeah. Yep. Okay, so that's Chris Thompson, who's a number two running back and obviously better in PPR. Would you start Adam Thielen or Chris Thompson? Thielen. Thielen. Diggs or Thompson? 
Thompson is probably safer in PPR, but standard, I'd probably go Diggs. Okay. We forget it. Oh, McKinnon. McKinnon and Latavius Murray. Give me your thoughts, Jamie, on the Vikings running backs. I mean, McKinnon's awesome. He's he you know, been very good three of the four games since Dalvin Cook went down. 19 or more fantasy points in the standard league. He's got five catches in three of the four games. So he's he's their, he's probably their best player offensively. Okay, so would, you'd start him over Thompson, obviously. Would you start McKinnon or Thielen? I'd start McKinnon. I'd start McKinnon over Devontae Freeman. I'd start him over, uh, you know, he, he's in the conversation of, you know, five or six best running backs. All right, awesome. And Latavius Murray, I mean, he's 67% on. He doesn't do anything with the carries, but he's getting a ton of carries. He had 18 there, or more carries in each of his last two games. There, there's a handful of guys, like, you know, I, I think Heath talked about this. Like, you know, you buy into touches if you're stuck. And so Latavius Murray, Rob Kelly, you know, he'll probably get 13 to 15 carries. Um, Jonathan Stewart, Isaiah Crowell, you know, they need touchdowns to be successful. And Latavius Murray had one good game. You know, the workload has been fairly consistent for him week in, week out. But yeah. he's just not explosive. He's not going to be a factor in the passing game. So if you're if you're a touchdown or bust type of fantasy owner or want that type of potential, that's the type of player you're looking for. The one time I liked Murray was because I thought it was a matchup where he could kill the clock in the second half. You let the Cleveland game. Yeah, right. and Cleveland actually hung in there. Well, no, Cleveland was a good run half. defense. That's what we were saying going into that game. That's why I didn't like him because Cleveland was a good run defense. This is a decent run defense. You know, again, um, Ezekiel Elliott didn't have a big rushing average, but he scored touchdowns and was Ezekiel Elliott. I don't yeah. think Latavius Murray is that. You'll just you'll never feel good starting with no, 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 no. Desperation. Um, you do feel good starting the Vikings DST this week. The Redskins have allowed 14 sacks in their last three games, but they could be healthier on the offensive line. Um, you know, hopefully getting some guys back. And uh, finally, the tight ends. Who do you like better, Rudolph or Vernon Davis? Rudolph. Rudolph by a lot. It's a good matchup. Uh, so where's Keenum ranked for you if you like all these guys? He's number two guy. I mean. He doesn't throw enough. I, like, that's that's I think the issue. They just run the ball. So I don't, I don't think all three guys in the passing game are going to be good. The, the one that has the most potential for failure is Dix, just because of his matchup. Okay. All right. Let's go to um, Giants at Niners. What do they call it? The San Francisco what area? The b- 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 Bay, Bonanza yeah. area. Oh, you didn't. A shocking Bonanza. Oh, this is great. You're totally going to have to have a I know, I know. It's a tough week. But I'm going to tell you, these defenses suck. (laughs) They are terrible. So this is what I'm going to say. I'm going to say Carlos Hyde, good game. And then I Marquise Goodwin is going to have at least eight fantasy points. You might get it. All right, so wait, wait. Let's establish something here. Uh Uh-huh. So how many players on each side have to be good? Well, it depends on the teams, obviously, but – I would say Eli Manning. Oh, three on each side? I think the, I think the bonanza qualification is most, if not all, of the players that are started regularly by fantasy owners. See, but then he gets off. an out with this, though, because the only player started with regularity on the 49ers side is Carlos Hyde. No, I'm gonna say, no but like Goodwin is someone that ha- people are kind of considering okay, this week. Let, let me just tell you what his owner is. Garrett Selleck. At least five players. Let me just tell you what his owner is. At least five players. At least five players? Yes. Combined? Combined. That's not a bonanza. That's not? No. Okay. Bonanza is a high here, here, game where lots see, of See, here's where he's going to get his little wiggle room, and we're going to establish this before. The DSTs, do they count or they no, don't count? No, they don't count. Do the kickers count? No. Okay, so you say people are starting Marquis Goodwin? 
It doesn't they matter. They 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 can if they want, but Goodwin. Oh, they they can if they want. So that's that's yes. that's the caveat you're going to get out. They of can also start fullbacks if they want. I'm making this harder on myself. Anyway. I'm start making, Justin Fowler. I'm making this harder on myself. I, I'm looking at. I agree, but that, that's what I'm saying because yeah. this is where you're, you're gonna, you have a wiggle room. I don't if you're know. saying if, if 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 the qualification is players who are started the regularity do well, this is an easy bonanza for you. No, because the thing is like. You, if you use that that criteria for every game, it's really hard. Uh, there's always there are always going to be almost always going to be players. This? How about just something as simple as each team has multiple passing touchdowns and at least one rushing touchdown? No, no, it's got to be he's got to pick a number. So if it's five guys, I'm fine with that. All right, these are the guys that I think could have good games. I C.J. Beathard, okay, uh, Carlos Hyde, Marquise Goodwin, and Garrett Selleck, Eli Manning, Arlen's Darkwa, Sterling Shepard, and Evan Ingram. Okay, that's eight. So I don't. I mean, Beathard is a long shot. I think that would be tough. I'm, I'm fine if you just say five of those guys. Right. Five, no one's five starting of them. Beathard anyway. Five of those scrubs. There are a lot five of, of those scrubs. Eight. I don't think they're scrubs. The four Giants guys are fine, and <laughs> uh, Carlos Hyde is fine. Well, those Eli, are man, five. Eli is a scrub this year. He's been a not scrub. this week. No, not this week. But but he's a, you know that's why it's the bonanza. All right, so so let's let's get I, into I res- the game. I respect the call. Uh, thank you. And, so, you're, and you're defending it appropriately. <laughs> okay, so. um Eli Manning, why not? Uh, Eli Manning or, well, obviously over Cousins. Eli or Matt Ryan? Ryan. Eli or Dalton? Bar- barring Julio. Sure. Eli or Dalton? Eli. Eli. And finally, we did this all week, Eli or Josh McCown? McCown for me. McCown, but they're close. They are close. Yes, they are. Here is, well, let's stick with the they Giants. Live in the same city. We'll stick with the Giants, then we'll go to, um, the stat of the game. Orleans Darkwa or Alfred Morris. Alfred uh, for me. Darkwa for me. Okay, it's close, right? I, I'm I'm a little nervous about Darkwa. Based on what? Giants. Hashtag Giants. I am too, Dave. About their most consistent thing with Evan Ingram since Odell Beckham's gone down. I, I'll tell you why, because you know, Jamie, you talked about that amazing stat. What was it again? Uh, Twenty straight games. Twenty-four games where the 49ers have allowed a running back to either score or get a hundred total yards. Yeah, the thing is, I don't know about the 100 total yards because he doesn't catch the ball, really. And he has five catches in his last two games. He's decent at it. Yeah, it's true. It's true. I'm starting him. He's he's top 14 in standard. He's top 17 in PPR. And he's averaging 5.1 yards per carry this year behind the worst offensive line, and they're getting their right tackle, Justin Puback. So, I mean, look, he's, he's the first help. one to run well against Denver. Give him credit for that. Yep. Three of his last four games, either touchdown or 75 yards rushing, or 75 total yards. Um, he's, all right. he's, it's, it's hard to say he's good. All I mean, right. All right. Let's do it. You know, when, when you overcome your circumstances, you gotta give a guy credit. And that's what he's doing. He's overcoming his circumstances. Would you start Sterling Shepard or Stefan Diggs? Uh, I like Shepard a lot this yeah. week. This really is. love the matchup against Leon Hall. Number one receivers have had a lot of success against the 49ers lately. That's good for Evan Ingram. This is a slot receiver for the Giants against a slow nickelback for the 49ers. Oh, the slow Nickelback songs are the worst ones. Would you start Sterling Shepard or Adam Thielen? Thielen, but it's close. I really like both of them. Thielen. Would you start Sterling Shepard over Keenan Allen? Yes. Yeah, that's an easy one. Even in PPR. All right. Even half point PPR. How about uh, Evan Ingram is like a top three tight end. Start yeah. him up. How about this? Uh, I believe in streaks. So a tight end, uh, three straight games with a touchdown for Ingram. Three straight games. Allowing a touchdown to a tight end for San Francisco, so it should continue. Yeah, CJ that Beathard might be good is, for Rhett Ellison. Yeah, could because be. Ingram doesn't play like a traditional tight end in that offense. No, but he scores. He's touchdowns. basically a wideout. 
Uh, CJ Beathard's a Hail Mary, but the Giants have just been awful. Now they should get, they will get Jenkins back. They could get, uh, Olivier Vernon back. But, um, for the last five quarterbacks to face the Giants have scored 26 or more points. Ew. Start Carlos Hyde. And, alright, I know you said Marquise Goodwin in your no touchdowns club, getting off the schneid, but how much do you like Marquise Goodwin? Is he ju- just a kind of a prayer or is he? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what he is. Okay. He's Bon Jovi. He's living on a you're, prayer. You're starting him and you're hoping that he can come down with two big plays on several deep targets. Would you guys start Marquise Goodwin or Richard Matthews? Uh, I, think I, I think I'd take Goodwin on the upside. I'll take Matthew's floor, Goodwin ceiling. Look, he got eight targets last week, yep. and so did Aldrick Robinson. So it could be one of those two guys. Okay. Robinson's not a bad Hail Mary play if you're stuck. Like, I'm in one league where it's a dynasty league, and, and he was available. What's Goodwin's ownership percentage, Jamie? 26%. Okay, so most most of you will be able to find Goodwin yeah. out there. Garrett Selleck or Austin Safarian Jenkins? Uh, Safarian hey, Jenkins. Revenge game, buddy. Oh yeah, that's right. Garrett Selleck or Jason. Garrett Witten. Selleck is the Marquise Goodwin of tight ends this week. Selleck or Witten? Selleck. Selleck. Witten right. PPR. <laughs> Selleck will catch one pass for a touchdown. I gotta go. Yeah, he's. I don't think he has a. I don't think he has more than one catch in a game all year. But then again, uh, he hasn't been first string. I gotta go a little faster here. We got three games left. Jets at the Bucks. Stat of the game. Only one running back has scored double-digit fantasy points in standard-scoring leagues at Tampa Bay, and that was Wayne Gallman, who had 10. So nobody's had more than 10. Gallman had a receiving touchdown. That's the That's Bears, the Bears, the Giants, the Patriots, and the Panthers. None of them have gotten uh, a double-digit fantasy point running back in standard. PPR, a very different story because the Bucks are the new Falcons. They suck against pass-catching running backs. This is sad of the game number two. Five or more so catches. Matt probably not going to play. I know, I know. Five or more catches to a running back six times in eight games. Fifty or more yards four times. Two receiving touchdowns. So tell me about the Jets running backs and what you're doing this week. Love Bilal Powell if Matt Forte's up. He's going to be their lead guy, and Elijah Maguire will be the second guy up. Not a bad guy to start a running back if you're desperate is Elijah Maguire, and I think he's out there in a decent amount of leagues. Powell has uh five catches in his last three games, so he hasn't really been doing what you typically think he's been doing. But he's averaging uh, 4.6 yards per carry over that span. No touchdowns. So he just doesn't have, like, the big fantasy performances. But last week, he was their best running back. Matt Forte was the best fantasy running back because he scored a two touchdowns. But Powell had nine carries for 74 yards and set up uh, at least one of Forte's touchdowns. This could be a humongous game for him. Hey, Adam, pick a number between six and eight. Seven. That's how many touchdowns running backs have had against Tampa Bay in their last four games. <laughs> yes, and, and the receiving numbers. I mean, if Forte plays, you're going to love him in PPR. But if Forte's out, which is what you guys are assuming, Bilal Powell should get those those catches, you would hope, and that would be huge. Mm-hmm. Um, Josh McCown is a top 12 quarterback for you two, not for Heath. He's 13th. but He just does not like him. It's just so funny. It, well, I don't, I don't understand what like the disdain is for him. He's probably just mad that he was a penalty away from being worth 24 fantasy points last week. Oh yeah, a BS oh, no. penalty too on this Farian Jenkins catch. Yeah, but he's 71 percent owned, and McCown. We'd start over Eli. Would you start McCown or Cam Newton? I would start Cam Newton. Cam, Cam's going to have a very good floor with the rushing. All right. 
I don't know how many touchdowns Cam can throw. I've seen McCown have multiple touchdowns in five straight. I will take McCown. All right, we covered the running backs here. Robbie Anderson or Sterling Shepard. And I just think it's so funny that, like, we love the Jets this week. We just love the Jets. Uh, but Robbie Anderson or Sterling Shepard. I know you guys like Shepard. You like Anderson more. I do. Me too. And the the trepidation I have is that Brent Grimes is coming back, and he's their best cornerback. He's Tampa Bay's best cornerback. But Robbie's making plays, man. And and McCown has no problem slinging it to him. It hasn't just been, you know, big 60-yard touchdowns. It's been red zone work, too. Would you start Robbie Anderson or DeAndre Hopkins? Gasp. Hopkins. Hopkins. Okay, didn't have to gasp Gasp then. Uh, any interest in Jermaine Curse? Deep league. Third receiver. Okay. Uh, how about Safarian Jenkins or Vernon Davis? Uh, I'll take Safarian Jenkins. I, I, Vernon Davis has injuries to both hands. Yeah. And Reed may play. Well, if Reed plays, obviously, you knock him down. Alright, Safarian Jenkins is a top 12 tight end. Would you go with Safarian Jenkins or Eric Ebron? ASJ. Yep. Okay, we'll get to Ebron in a bit. Tampa Bay, um, you know, they have a bad defense. Let's just put it that way. And there's reports that they're, they've quit. Ryan Fitzpatrick is 32% owned. He's 15th for Jamie, 18th for Dave, 15th for Heath. You could start him over Cousins? Easy. Okay. The Jets have allowed the most touchdown passes in the NFL. Um, even Kevin Hogan had a good game against them. Buccaneers running backs. Starter sit Doug Martin. I would sit him. Uh, it's, it's probably the safe play, but I can't imagine them not going back to him. To what level is the concern, but I don't think they're gonna start Peyton Barber or feature Peyton, Peyton Barber, but you gotta, you gotta figure that Doug Martin needs to look at some things, watch some film, get on the same page as offensive line, get on the page, the same page with Dirk Cutter. So, he's, he's still their best bet to probably win this game. That's saying a lot, but he was bad last week. He's had, in, in the two games before last week, 20 carries and 18 carries. Like, dream workloads at this stage in the game for fantasy running backs. He had seven fantasy points in both games. Now, seven isn't terrible when you're talking about a low-end two running back, but I don't know if he's going to get that many carries. Prior to last week, that was essentially his floor. I mean, yeah. he had seven every week. Right. It's It's been a steep and quick decline for the Duggar not. So it's now obvious he's the Duggar not. Duggar not. It's obvious we like Darkwa better. We like, you know, McKinnon for sure. We like uh, Bilal Powell better if Matt Forte doesn't I, I, play. I would have told you just with the uncertainty that played both guys last night. Over Martin. Yep. All right. Uh d- I think Deshaun out. Deshaun Jackson's really interesting, guys. Without Mike Evans this week, starter sit Deshaun Jackson. I like Deshaun Jackson a lot. I think you're gonna see his most targets in a game this season. Love the matchup for him against the Jets. They have not played well against opposing wide receivers. Uh, Maurice Clay, Morris Claiborne coming back, uh, is, is going to help them, but he's not 100%, still playing on injured foot, uh, practicing in limited capacity. So, uh, you know, Fitzpatrick's track record, he's going to feature his number one guy, and that's his number one guy. But the Jets know that it's his number one guy. You can say that about every team. Does the Seahawks know that Larry Fitzgerald is their number one guy? It's true. They held him back, and I don't think I don't think Deshaun Jackson's catching ten passes in the no. game. If he does, then I, I think we definitely go ahead and start him. But well, everybody's starting him. Who? Deshaun Jackson? Jackson? Yeah. He makes me nervous. Would you start Deshaun Jackson or Bilal Powell? 
if Forte's out. Oh, Powell. Powell. That's easy. It is. Okay. Yeah. And I start Deshaun Jackson over Stephon Diggs. That's an easy one. Yeah, I'm not ready to go. Devontae for. Parker or Deshaun Jackson? Jackson, easy for me. I have to make that decision. So thank you for your help. Who's the best flyer? Marquise Goodwin, Jermaine Curse, or Adam Humphreys? Goodwin. Then Humphreys. I'll go the other way. Say Humphreys and then Goodwin. Godwin. Good Godwin. Oh, I thought you meant Marquise Goodwin. I'm sorry. I did. Yeah. Did you mean Marquise Goodwin or Chris Godwin? Marquise Goodwin. I'd go Goodwin. Okay. I will rank them. Goodwin, Humphreys, Godwin. Okay, okay, I also said Jermaine Curse. Jermaine Curse third. Yeah, so God, nobody's starting Godwin. Um, Cameron Brait, though, everybody should be starting. He's better than Austin Farian Jenkins. Jets stink against tight ends. They had allowed five touchdowns in their previous four games before last week to tight ends. And the Jets DST is top 12. And guys, I'm tired of doing hour and five minute long shows, so I think we can sum up these next two games pretty quickly. Here's what you need to know about Cleveland at Detroit. Stat of the game, Detroit is the potato chip capital of the country. On average, on average, Detroiters consume seven pounds of chips a year. The rest of the country eats about four pounds annually. That was a stat from a few years ago in DailyDetroit.com. So they love their potato chips there. Uh, I will not make any controversial comments about sweet potato chips or anything like that. Who do you want to start for Cleveland? Crowell is a flex. Same with Duke. Crowell or Doug Martin? Crowell. Crowell or Deion Lewis? Um, I think I have Crowell higher. Crowell. Crowell or C.J. Anderson? Anderson. Nobody in the Cleveland passing game, right? Nope. We love Matthew Stafford this week. He is top two. He could have a huge game against the... Uh, Browns, he's my FanDuel cornerback, or quarterback. Not, I, I didn't start a corner in FanDuel. Uh, do you have any interest in the Detroit running backs? Cleveland, they're 2.9 yards per carry to running backs. They've been outstanding, and I don't know if they're getting Miles Garrett back this week or not, but if they are, that only helps them. Okay, so, and so no, The right? Lions stink at running the ball. TJ Lang is in the concussion protocol. you got to keep an eye on that. Not that it's going to impact Stafford too much, but it certainly will not help the run game. Uh, this could be a theoretic game. Just based on throwing the ball, it's not like the Browns give up a lot of catches to running backs, but he's basically four to five catches rolling out of bed. And if he starts to get more carries, last week he had six, which was his second most of the season because of Abdullah's fumbles. You know, you, you never know in the red zone if they turn to him. Miles Garrett, not even on the injury report. Cool. He's playing. So, so pass catching running backs against Cleveland, they've had some real good moments, like against Le'Veon Bell, three catches, 15 yards. Uh, DeMarco Murray, three for 17. They've had some bad moments. Buck Allen, 35 yards and a touchdown. Gio Bernard, 67 and a touchdown. Jarek McKinnon, six catches for 72 yards. It's been up and down, but, you know, honestly, a lot of teams have bad moments against pass-catching running backs. I, I think with Riddick, you kind of know what you're expecting. You know, he's he's a good flex option in PPR. Which uh, wide receiver do you prefer for Detroit? Tate. He's, I'll go Jones. He's going to avoid McCourty, who's going to play. And so both guys are going to be great. But yeah. uh, slot receivers have just dominated the Browns. Get them in your lineup. And uh, Marvin Jones is like 6400 bucks on FanDuel. He is maybe my favorite player on FanDuel. Yeah, I'm doing a 50-50 where I have uh, Stafford and both Lions receivers. Oh, uh, both Lions. Okay. Mm-hmm. And um, Cleveland allows the third most fantasy points to tight ends. So if you need a tight end, Eric Ebron has made the top 15 for Jamie and Heath. Not there for Dave. But he's 44% owned. He's not terrible. And we love the Detroit. He's in, he's in the same thing that we say when you face the Giants guys like we were saying with Higby last week. You're just hoping for one or two big plays. And look, what did Ebron do when he faced the Giants? Similar matchup. Yeah. 
Score a touchdown. He did. Stat of the game for Green Bay at Chicago. 12 wide receivers have had 80 yards or a touchdown against Green Bay in their last seven games. That is hard to fathom. They've been that bad against wide receivers. 12 have had 80 or a touchdown in their last seven games. That includes Kendall Wright. But I will ask you, is there any wide receiver in this game that you want to start? None to start. I, again, I'm in the league where I'm stuck, so I am starting Kendall Wright. But. I've, I've got to start Devontae Adams in the league. Who is your favorite wide receiver in this game? Well, still Jordy. Yeah, I, I, I don't want to. I'll take Devontae. Yeah, Devontae. Devontae had a lot of targets, a lot of catches last week, and Jordy got Darius Slay. Um, Bears are really good at home defensively. We know that. Jordy Nelson or Aaron Jones, better flex. Jordy. Jordy. I've got no confidence in Aaron Jones. It's hard to after what happened last week. Yeah. Do you have Packers confidence in feel the same way? Is Ty Montgomery a sleeper? Do you think he starts to get more work? He definitely starts to get more work, but it's hard to call him a sleeper because I don't think anybody in Green Bay is going to be very good this week. Could he be a PPR sleeper on the hunch that he plays a little bit more on passing downs, works a little bit more out of the backfield, catches a few more passes, a little razzle-dazzle in the flat. It's a, it's a stretch. Yeah. Makes a man miss. Okay, uh, I think we're pretty much done with this game. Jordy Nelson or, well, you'll start Deshaun Jackson over him. Yes. So Jordy Nelson or Marquise Goodwin. Goodwin. Take the chance on All Goodwin. Right. <laughs> All right, guys. Got a FanDuel lineup handy? Yep, and DraftKings if you want. Hit me with it. Which one? Both. Uh FanDuel, Stafford, stacking him with the two other guys, Golden Tate and Marvin Jones, uh, Todd Gurley and Jordan Howard. Sammy Watkins as the third receiver. Kyle Rudolph at tight end. Mike Nugent in the Bears defense. And then for DraftKings, uh, Eli Manning, Le'Veon Bell and Orleans Darkwa. AJ Green, Sterling Shepard and Robbie Anderson. Cameron Braid at tight end. Deshaun Jackson at the flex. And again, the Bears defense. That's it for today. We'll talk to you on the mailbag on Saturday. Eye on fantasy football Saturday night. And fantasy football today, 11 a.m. Eastern on Sunday. See you later, everybody. Have a great weekend. Bye.